0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas that you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University.
1: And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, vice president for innovation.
0: And while we are excited today to have an amazing guest, Kathy Wood, Uh, thank you for being with us on uh, Framework Leadership today. Kathy is an American investor, founder, CEO of ARK Invest, launching a myriad of uh, uh, publicly available ETFs all centered around innovation, uh, and disruption. And in 2020, her funds returned 150%. Am I correct on that? 150% that year.
2: That was the flagship fund that year. Yes.
0: And she's also known for calling a Tesla stock value of $4,000 in 2018, which came true three years later in 2021. Kathy, again, just an honor to have you with us today.
2: I'm delighted to be here, Kent and Michael. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Oh, privilege. I want to open up our conversation. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the future. Of this country future of america when you look 10 15 20 years down the road what are some of the innovations and programs that will be really shaping the lives of our citizens what technology is going to continue to make an impact
2: well we think we are in the midst of an explosion in innovation which mm. i i know michael knows all about <laughs> And uh, we believe there are five major innovation platforms evolving right now at the same time. Mm. We've never had this before. Mm. You have to go back to the early 1900s, uh, telephone, electricity, automobile. Today we have uh, genomic sequencing robotics, energy storage, artificial intelligence, and blockchain technology. Mm. And we believe they are going to converge, actually. So we don't have individual technologies doing one S-curve at a time. Sure. We've mm-hmm. got S-curves feeding S-curves. Just wow. to give you a yeah. an example of yeah. that, autonomous taxi platforms. Mm. Uh, that's the convergence of three of those platforms. Robotics, autonomous vehicles, our robots— mm-hmm. Energy storage, they will be electric. And artificial intelligence, Mm. they'll be powered by AI. Now, that industry or that particular platform accounts for basically zero revenue today. By the year 2030, we think it will be a 9 to $10 trillion revenue-generating opportunity. Mm. So what we usually say is... Uh, get on the right side of change yeah. because mm. these platforms, and they involve 14 different technologies, they are all, uh, they're all creating exponential growth trajectories. Mm. They're going to be transformative, but they're going to be very disruptive to the traditional world order. Innovation is the great leveler. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. the most seasoned experts are all new experts in any particular mm-hmm. uh, topic Mm -hmm. historically, are all new to these innovation platforms. So it really gives young people a wonderful opportunity to get on the right side of change and move up very quickly. Quickly, sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and that leads us, you know, how can we start being prepared? How can young people actually prepare to be on the right side of that? What do they need to do with their finances, young families, young professionals? How can they be aligning, preparing themselves now for that coming change?
2: Yeah, I think they... um, well, well, what I would do is make sure I uh, do the research, mm-hmm. um, and I'll put a little plug in for ours since mm-hmm. we give all of our research away. It's right. on arc-invest.com, and uh, and there you will find um, how to get on the right side of change, or at least where to go. go. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, right. I, and so I think what it will require longer term. Is a, a multi-disciplinary mm-hmm. education, yeah. and uh, and because because of these convergences, so I would certainly think uh, about that. Um, but in terms of the traditional world, I would really take a hard look at how it's going to be disrupted and make mm-hmm. sure that either uh, you're an agent of change for your company in this new Mm -hmm. world and you're with a company who will or that will change Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to a company tried and true, we've always done it this way, uh, uh, our way or Mm -hmm. the highway. So just just make sure. And, you know, uh, again, I always say – Make your boss look brilliant is the best strategy longer term. And many younger people coming into the workforce now know so much more about technologies in their everyday lives than their bosses. Uh, So I think it's actually going to be easier to make an impact as a young person today uh, than it might have been 10 years ago because the technologies are changing so quickly and uh, and and the younger people entering the world for- workforce today are more digitally native, and right, everything's right. the digital and the mm-hmm. physical are converging. Yeah,
0: that's so good. Now there, I know there are many factors um, that go into company valuation, uh, and, and I love how Arc has a focus on open sourcing um, and teaching your valuation philosophy. Uh, there was an article in in. Uh, uh, the Harvard Business Review, where the researchers estimated that 30% of an investor's decision about a company is based on its leadership. Mm-hmm. So, my question is do you agree with that estimate? And then tell us a little bit about how leadership does play into your valuation of a company. Sure. Uh,
2: well, we have, we, we do our top down research, which is all about sizing the markets, figuring mm-hmm. out the unit economics. Then we have our bottom-up stock uh, uh, research-driven thought processes. And then we have an overlay, which Mm -hmm. is all about innovation. It's a a six-metric scoring system. The first is people, management, Mm -hmm. and culture. Uh, I am maniacally following management Mm -hmm. changes over time, seeing who's coming, who's going and uh, because it really makes a huge difference to a company. So when we talk about uh, management, people and culture, we're talking about a visionary leader. And uh, in our world, which is all the technologically enabled world, It is uh, uh, that leader typically has a different point of view about how the world is going to work out, Mm -hmm. very different from the traditional point of view. And Tesla is a great case in point. We're known for our Tesla investing, as Mm -hmm. you mentioned. And Elon Musk uh, figured out that he could leverage the consumer electronics industry mm-hmm. to build uh, a- an electric vehicle
3: mm-hmm. when
2: auto manufacturers and auto analysts were laughing at him, saying, oh, yeah, well, look, at those batteries are blowing up in planes. You're going to put that in a car? Well, guess what? He did it mm-hmm. and still has mm-hmm. a lead in batteries. Right. And he's also the only auto manufacturer to design uh, an o- Uh, an artificial intelligence chip. So he's taking a leaf from Apple's book. Remember in the day, the old cell phone days, Mm, it was Nokia, Ericsson, Motorola, BlackBerry maybe. Um, Where are they now? They missed the plot. They lost the plot. Why? They did not design, as Apple did, a chip for smartphones, mm-hmm. you know, a computer in your pocket. Right. They weren't thinking that way. They yeah. were thinking more about fashion, actually. I remember it very yeah. well. Elon's doing the same thing. But the most important thing a leader of a public company today has to do is, um, is stand up against short-term oriented investors. And I would say public and private mm-hmm. world. Stand up against them and say, we need to invest aggressively now in order to capitalize, to get there first. Mm -hmm. Because with artificial intelligence as the glue uh, in in much of innovation today, the companies with the largest pools of data, the best domain expertise in their own industries, Mm -hmm. uh, the best AI expertise um, is probably going to win a winner-take-most market. It's mm-hmm. going to be uh, quite something, you know? Mm-hmm. Autonomous driving, the, the, the company that gets uh, someone from point A to point B uh, safely mm-hmm. and, and quickly is going to be the winner you know, the safety is going to be paramount, and once uh, the reputation starts building, then the network will Mm -hmm. grow fairly uh, uh, rapidly. So standing up against short-term oriented investors to invest uh, aggressively against the Mm -hmm. vision, and of course, as a good leader, I, I, you know, in terms of arc in, in founding it, a good leader always all has to be willing, this is a, a fine distinction because of what I just told you, to pivot. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in, in, in our case, it wasn't a pivot away from our core competency, which was an exclusive focus on disruptive innovation and an open research ecosystem. It was more uh, uh, the package in which we would deliver this. Mm-hmm. Would it be an ETF, which is where we started and where we are doing very well right now? Uh, but we were we were persona non grata when okay. we first started because that was supposed to be a passive wrapper. Did right. we understand? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we did pivot to separately managed accounts mm-hmm. in order to accommodate other kinds of clients. So uh, pivoting not strategically but tactically is also quite important.
1: Love too. it, love it. And when you look, I mean, you look at a company like Tesla uh, as a as a private investor, and I was actually playing around with your. Um, with your model that you uploaded on GitHub uh, uh, earlier this year, how do you account? So like in that model, you've all these different factors, all these different scenarios. What happens if Elon Musk gets hit by a bus tomorrow? How does that factor into the model or something happen, you know A lot of people are talking about Twitter right now, him buying Twitter. He's distracted yes. on that part of it. How do you factor his focus, his presence as part of the overall evaluation?
2: So in the earlier days, so he, he went public, Tesla went public in 2012, um, and the the Model 3 scaled mm-hmm. in 2019. Uh, before that time, uh, from an electric vehicle perspective, which is a big part of the story, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they've done very well there... Um, we needed elon
1: his mm-hmm.
2: you know his determination not to do things right. like the traditional auto yep. manufacturers right. Right.
1: did and really on the floor of the factory is right. where we needed right. him, him to be on there the floor, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and uh, to so so that first part mm. of the story very important to prevent the bankruptcy everyone was mm. sure uh, that would happen this next stage mm. which is autonomous this is the next big call here yeah. Um, I think we're getting close to, to full self-driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the software updates uh, that we've enjoyed recently are making remarkable improvements. And this is what we've learned from artificial intelligence. Um, projects, AI projects, that we thought were going to take 10 years to complete, uh, we're completing in one to two years now. Oh, wow. The advances wow. and the speed of advancement in mm-hmm. AI is unbelievable and in fact as we're trying to size all of the opportunities associated with these five platforms right now they are priced in the global equity markets at roughly seven to eight trillion dollars mm. so less than 10 percent of the global equity market cap to uh, if we're right and a plug for our, our mm-hmm. big ideas 2022 you can see yeah. the building blocks of this that 7 to 8 trillion is going to scale by 2030 to 210 trillion. Wow. So that's up to a 30-fold right. increase yeah. right. and that number actually because of what's happening with AI mm-hmm. is probably going higher. We right. were just talking about this in a research meeting yesterday.
1: Wow. Oh. So it's almost like the tide itself of the whole market it was what's going to take Tesla the, the rest of the way.
2: The seeds for what is happening today and the reason mm-hmm. these growth trajectories are going to be so explosive. The seeds for all of this were planted in the 20 years mm-hmm. that ended in the tech and telecom bubble. Right. Back then, too much capital chasing too few opportunities too soon, the technologies weren't ready mm. or they were way too costly. Right. Uh, so here we are 20, 25 plus years later, We've been germinating these technologies, AI, deep learning, the Mm -hmm. big breakthrough in 2012, before that cloud computing, 2006 Mm -hmm. with AWS. So these technologies did not exist back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've been germinating these technologies, and now we're ready for explosive Mm -hmm. growth. What's so interesting from an investor point of view? I just told you too much capital chasing too mm-hmm. few opportunities. Yeah. They were falling all over each right. other wow. uh, to to make sure that their tech weightings were higher than the next guys and the indexes. Right. So they should have been pulling back, right? Mm-hmm. Today they should be rushing in, yeah. And instead they're heading for the hills, which yeah. means That's they're benchmarks. And yeah. in the context of uh, Southeastern, I have described benchmark style investing, or at least the you know, whole allegiance to it yeah. as, you know, worshiping an idol. It's yeah, really become sure. an idol yeah. in our industry. And and it's a, a very bad idol because mm-hmm. the traditional world order, which it represents, is what I've just mentioned, right. we believe will be, gone, uh, gone if yeah. not disrupted, mm-hmm. then destroyed. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that's what's so exciting about the, the private equity fund you guys just launched through Titan. Yes. Um, those new, I mean, they're really going to be able, those are the, where the next tesla is going to be talk to us a little bit about that philosophy why did you guys get into that market and what companies are you looking at for that fund
2: um so arc's brand uh, stands for disruptive innovation Mm -hmm. first but also transparency yeah Mm -hmm. and democratization Mm -hmm. now private equity access to it uh for the most part has been limited to accredited investors so meeting Income and mm-hmm. asset thresholds that a very small percentage of the population meets. Mm-hmm. And the biggest question that we get as we're going around is, why do we have to wait until the public, these companies go mm-hmm. public, before gaining access? Because they're up 10, sometimes 100-fold before they wow. go public, yeah. right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, so we said, okay, that's a huge unmet need out there why should someone start a business because there is an unmet need Mm -hmm. why is there this unmet need it is because of the tax treatment of carried interest and and private equity we're not going to enjoy that tax treatment and we we don't we didn't plan around it Mm -hmm. Uh, we want to offer access five hundred dollars so for five hundred dollars Uh, you can participate in this, it's a crossover fund, Mm -hmm. allowing daily inflows, quarterly outflows, up to 5% of net asset value. Uh, So uh, again, democratizing. These companies are uh, associated with the top names in venture capital. Now, Mm -hmm. why would they be interested in working with us because we seem a little disruptive when it comes right. to venture capital. It is because they also want to democratize. They want right. to give, mm-hmm. and we're like a channel yeah. for them to do that. And the, the the other thing they will enjoy on Titan's platform and on our platform is... Um, the visibility a company will achieve mm-hmm. uh, as we, again, in the spirit of transparency, introduce our investors to the CEOs yep. or the CTOs. Yep. And the other thing we will do is make that company more interesting for prospective talent. Yeah. We've already heard before from podcasts that we've done with private companies. I got I, my business went up this much, and as important, I got all of these resumes I probably yeah. would not have gotten. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's great. I want to ask you, you know, you're you're one of the most influential investors and innovators in our nation. There's no doubt about it. Uh, how did you break into the finance industry? What were some of the challenges maybe that you you faced in the beginning? And how did you ever overcome a lot of those obstacles and challenges?
2: Well, you know... I have been very blessed from the beginning. I didn't even really know what the investment industry was until, truly, until Art Laffer, um, in the economics world, Art Laffer, Laffer Curve, many people know him. He was my professor at USC on the West Coast and introduced me to Capital Group, um, an incredible research organization under Don Conlon there, chief economist, great mentor. And I moved to New York, uh, Sig Sigalas at Jenison. Great mentor allowed me um, to spread my wings, move uh, in addition to economics. I was able to do equity research, mm-hmm. then portfolio management. I kind of grew up there. Uh, and then Lulu Wang and I started a company, again, great mentor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I I don't mention Bruce Calvert as much as I probably should, but Alliance Bernstein, he wanted me to come in and introduce a new way of thinking about investing Mm. uh, to his team and then um, finally uh, ARC. So Mm -hmm. I think it's been one great mentor after another. Um, There is one woman uh, I also should mention. Tanya Modic Mm
3: -hmm.
2: uh, is her name. And I met her in nineteen ninety eight and she thought I should start my own company way back then. Yeah. Huh. And I didn't start it or I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. start it till two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. And I think I was I had a family and sure. I, I was so when my son went to college, when he went off to college, my new mm-hmm. baby was born, Arc yep. Invest. Yeah. yeah. And That's
1: and what I love about your career, right, is it's a it's such a it's such a model for women in our country, right? In a male-dominated industry, that's a very used term, but specifically in this one, you've shown that there's a whole whole pathway. What encouragement would you give to women who are thinking about that?
2: I love our industry. I love the industry I was in, in Mm. the early days. Um, The financial services industry, um, I'm going to say has lost the plot, the asset management side of it, in the sense that, um, it's gone so benchmark centri- centric right. and passive. Um, so I know where I am here. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, when I described the the company I wanted to start, he said, "Oh, so you're all about you're all about God's new creation,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, whereas the benchmarks are about." Past success, sure, right, and I thought, wow, what a great way to think about this. But that's a- mm-hmm. a- absolutely right. So, for the financial services industry, there's going to, I believe, mm-hmm. because of because benchmarks, if if we're right about mm-hmm. the way the world's going to change, uh, they're going to lose their relevance, right. And uh, so, I would try and stay away from the passive and yeah. benchmark-centric side of the business and get into the more creative side mm-hmm. of it, and into the side of it is that is focused on innovation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Uh, I think because of the tech and telecom bust in the early 2000s, and then the oh eight oh nine meltdown there was there has been an accelerated shift towards benchmarking mm-hmm. and we think that will prove a mistake mm. but that's also an opportunity for uh, for those who who decide to yeah. move uh, to the right side of change and really focus on innovation and companies are really going to need people to help them do that yeah. you know uh, and this is this is not the same business as the one they've been running Um, so different DNA and so young people again are going to be able to make a huge difference in companies that want this change to happen so it's really important to make sure you understand the DNA of the company and its willingness to change and and give give everyone a shot meaning Uh, meritocracy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so good. Before we jump into our fire round and and close this incredible conversation out, I want to discuss your passion for education, specifically K through 12. Tell us how that passion started and and some of the investments that you're making today to make a difference in our school systems.
2: Right. Uh, So it's actually toddler through high school is the passion. And, um, well, my inspiration is my father, my father, uh, and mother, uh, immigrants from Ireland, um, neither with a college education. There's some question as to, I was just in Ireland mm-hmm. and, and some people are telling me, no, your father had more than a sixth grade education. So, you know, <laughs> maybe he did. Um, but, uh, he focused us on education and he himself went through the Irish army after his father died. Mm-hmm and then the American Air Force Mm. at the dawn of the electronic age. And he leveled the playing field for himself. He became an expert in radar systems, the dawn of the electronic age, Uh, a design engineer, and, you know, he went around the world for the Defense Department. Uh, we didn't know where he was mm-hmm. sometimes or what the heck he was doing. But he was really good at what he did. And it was innovation that gave him that shot. Uh, the schools uh, – uh, and and we're working – our goal is to work with public schools. I know that's uh, – not what most are thinking is the, the, the right way to go. Um, I'm shocked at the success we're having in mm. Florida here, Pinellas County. Um, our research, as a starting point, um, made age appropriate, is going into this, is going to be the sixth grade curriculum uh, for science. Wow. in the And, and, and this is, wow. right now we're in pilot, it's going well. Uh, So well, that they're hoping that we're going to be the science curriculum for all of middle school. And then, of course, we'll spread out both ways. Why toddlers? we know how much uh, how how much little ones learn so quickly, quick, yeah. Yeah. right. Getting them that early, mm-hmm. really important. Sixth grade is where we started because that's what the school district wanted. That was the biggest need. Mm-hmm. We lose so many children, yeah in that in transition. that mm-hmm. in that transition, uh, they 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 lose they don't enjoy school. Um, We want to inspire them with innovation. And just to give you a sense of that, at Jericho Partnership, which is in Danbury, Connecticut, uh, during COVID, we did a a six-part seminar, one for high school students on drones, one for fourth and fifth graders on 3D printing. Hmm. And we were able to tell them at the end of just six-part seminar, um, you know more now than 95 to 99% of the people in the United States. If this mm-hmm. inspires you, then follow Sam the Drone Man. So Sam is our analyst who, yeah. uh, who he with Tasha, works on drones. Uh, if you love 3D printing, follow Tasha on Twitter, and follow who she follows, see mm-hmm. who's also, mm-hmm. and take the initiative and pull away from the pack, yeah. and create your own future, right? Wow. So um, yes, we started an innovation foundation, and uh, you know our first big success, first it was Jericho, and that inspired us as we were moving down here to talk to the school system, mm. see if we could meet uh, yeah. an unmet need. And the school system I feel, um, was very open to us. The teachers, they're very excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, about five teachers have said they were about to retire, but they want to see this through. Mm -hmm. And now parents are interested in coming in to see what their kids are so excited about. It it, it gives me chills when I get these reports. So yeah, it's very, we're excited. That's
1: Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, I think we're wrapping up. I think we got to want to do a fire round. Yeah, let's just move right into
0: the fire round and Mm -hmm. just ask uh, some quick questions uh, and just grab some practical advice that we can give to all of our our listeners. And and I'll let Michael start with the first one.
1: Yeah. So you know, with all the different things you've got going, all the different levels of research, and then appearing different places, how do you manage your Time, energy, what are some principles you use to keep yourself moving in the right direction?
2: Okay, so 80% of my time is on research and investing. And uh, when you go to other organizations, you will not find that from a chief investment officer. Mm -hmm. They're more administrative. I've delegated most of that. Um, And I've delegated certainly all of the business um, uh, activities. So a lot of delegation... And, um, in terms of everything I do, it's integrated, you cool. know, even mm-hmm. coming to a university like this with your focus on mm-hmm. innovation, who knows, um, maybe I'll meet a professor here mm-hmm. who would like to become one of our theme developers mm-hmm. and, you know, listen to our brainstorm every Friday from yeah. ten thirty to twelve thirty. That was a long answer. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: that <laughs> was, that was, was so good. Love hey, it. What, what are the, what are the top characteristics you look for in a leader?
2: In a leader, um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is humility, actually. That's the very first word that came into my mind. But um, you need to be strong in your vision. You need to uh, understand that uh, if you're starting a company and, and we're talking about that kind of leader, okay, this is the unmet need do not lose your focus, and do not spread yourself too thin, too thinly, I should say. Uh, So I I think, um, and then as I mentioned earlier, uh, keeping the strategic vision, but being willing to pivot tactically and listen to others. You know, I think um, the best leaders uh, bring others into Mm. the decision. This idea of it's lonely at the top, Well, that's because you make it that way. If Mm -hmm. you're engaging with your team and, you know, bringing them into the process as they should be, then it shouldn't be lonely at the top. Sure. Sometimes you have to make a call because everybody's disagreeing. But once you make the call, having listened to both sides, um, it's usually a cathartic moment for Mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So good. Final question, Michael.
1: Yeah, so last question. Uh, What advice would you give? We've got a lot of college students or recent grads listening to this podcast right now. They're looking at their investment portfolios, or they they should be. What advice would you give to them as they're trying to put their financial future together? Okay,
2: well, the first piece of advice is the common piece of advice, which is diversify, don't put all your eggs Mm -hmm. in one basket. So that... Mm -hmm. But in terms of investing, I've just mentioned what, pass, what I think is going to happen to passive strategies. Yeah. I would dial those down in favor of active strategies with a real focus on innovation. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to, truth in advertising, yes, we were up 150 percent flagship in, in uh, 2020. In fact, to, to give you the background, The one month before uh, COVID, when we realized this was a disaster, the market was down 25%. We were down 46%, our flagship. Uh, Innovation solves problems. We Mm. had a lot of problems. My mantra on YouTube during that time was, innovation solves problems. We're going to be fine. Uh, And in fact, we're going into a V-shaped recovery. Uh, That's what happened. Our flagship was up. From April 20 to February of 21, 360%. Now, that was a lot, but I just gave you the dimensions uh, to which we see innovation going. From that peak to our trough in May, down 75%. -hmm. So the reason I'm giving you those numbers is investing in innovation because of the markets move towards benchmarks Mm -hmm. and indexes. It is highly volatile. When mm-hmm. people are scared, yeah. they sell our stocks sure. and move to benchmarks. Yeah. Yeah. However, I, so do the opposite, you mm-hmm. know, do the opposite right. of what everyone is doing and you're going to be fine over time.
0: Yeah. I love it. That's oh, I love great, it. great, great wisdom. Kathy, I want to thank you for joining us today. What a powerful conversation. And just to spend some time with you and, and just, you know, your passion for innovation and disruption is, is contagious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and, and we love that. So grateful for, uh, for taking time to have this conversation with us today.
2: Well, Privilege. thank you, Kent and Michael. Yeah, Thanks
0: and, so much. And if you want to stay up to date with Kathy, you can follow her on Twitter at Kathy D Wood, right? Mm-hmm. Is there another place also we can go to, to, to,
2: uh, well, com okay. mm-hmm. You'll see. You'll see our research yep. and okay. yes,
1: and and subscribe to the YouTube Arc Invest. Yeah, in I the love know. Love the YouTube channel. In the yeah. know. Mm-hmm.
2: I do Employment Friday. So tomorrow I will do another in the know mm-hmm. uh, video. And on that video, we're we're trying to help people understand why we think inflation is going to turn uh, from. A, uh, people will be shocked. We think during the next year how quickly inflation goes to deflation. Mm-hmm. Um, we, there the lots of arguments against that. So we're on the defensive, certainly. But I think we're seeing def- uh, deflation already in the pipeline uh, in terms of commodity prices. And at the end of the pipeline, we are... A wash in inventories across mm-hmm. the country, so I think we're going to see deflation uh, in the next year. So that's uh, it. we're having to defend that position in yep. in the know. Uh, mm-hmm. So tomorrow, Employment Friday, so first Friday of every month, yeah. is that video.
0: Love it. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, I want to thank everybody joining us on today's podcast of Framework Leadership. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on Framework Leadership. If you're watching on YouTube
1: right now, now would be a great time to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you can get more leadership content right into your YouTube feed. You can also check us out on Instagram at Kent underscore Engel at Dr. Michael Steiner or on Twitter and YouTube at Kent Engel. And hey, if you love great email newsletters, and I know that I do, you want to check out the Framework Leadership newsletter every single Friday, drops in great tips to be a better leader, resources, thoughts right into your inbox. Check it out you can sign up at kentingle.com. Make sure you hop onto there. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership. Take care, everybody.